Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I opened up my mailbox the other day and found our ballots had arrived. In the state of Washington and Oregon, we have not been able to go to the polling place for years. Our elections are all done by mail only. And this, in my opinion, is a terrible way of conducting elections. If for no other reason, it it makes them not very secure. But the to- that, that topic is just going to have to wait for another episode. <laughs> the, the point I'm making here is that the 2022 midterm elections is only a few weeks away. And we have heard that there is a red wave coming. In other words, the Republicans, and really more specifically conservatives, are expected to do very well. So if this becomes a reality, well... What happens if the the Republicans take the House or the Senate or both? Well, staff writer Amber Phillips, writing for the Washington Post, says next month's voters will determine which party controls Congress for the last half of President Biden's first term. Democrats now control both the House and the Senate. And what was once widely expected to be uh, wipeout for their party has turned into a competitive battle. It's possible that Republicans pick up one or both chambers of Congress or neither. What happens in these elections will drastically reshape the next two years before Biden potentially runs for re-election and potentially runs against former President Donald Trump again. With Congress under Democratic control, Biden could have another chance to pass major liberal policies. Under split or all Republican control, his administration could spend the next two years defending itself from investigations and maybe even impeachment. So here are the three likeliest scenarios for who will win Congress and what they've talked about doing with that power. Number one, Republicans take the House and Democrats keep the Senate. One potential outcome is that Congress is split between the two parties, with the Republicans taking that House and Democrats holding the Senate majority. With partnership so intense and partisanship so intense these days, it seems unlikely that any major legislation gets passed. But there are plenty of investigations and political maneuvering to keep the parties both busy. In a GOP House, Republicans could disband the January 6th committee. Um, House Republican leaders have expressed zero interest in investigating the January 6th, 2022 attack on the Capitol. Uh, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy has ignored a subpoena from the committee to testify about his conversations with Trump that day. And instead, McCarthy has threatened to investigate telecom companies that that, that hand over their phone records to the committee should Republicans gain power. Um, other House Republicans have considered um, how to, to to launch investigations against the January 6th committee members themselves. And, and, and why not? I mean, this is a joke of a committee, right? And this is no, I mean, the Republicans have expressed no interest in that investigation with that committee because it is an absolute joke. Um, how about investigating Hunter Biden? And there are several potential storylines related to the president's son that animate the right. I mean, he, he apparently left a laptop 
uh, in a Delaware shop uh, before the 2020 election that made its way into the hand of Trump's allies. <laughs> well, it wasn't allegedly. I mean, he did leave it there, and it didn't just make it into the hands of Trump's allies. It made it into the hands of the FBI and others as well. Um, you know, the, uh, she says that the, the, the contents of the Washington Post uh, could uh, authenticate uh, and suggest that he profited uh, before his um, you know, off of his name and his connections. Well, of course he did. And he did so through dealings with the Chinese energy company. Um, and, and there, there's just so much on there that, that has, that, uh, has not been able to be let out. And the FBI has refused to investigate, even though it has, um, been authentic, uh, authenticated, uh, as actually his, own laptop. So Republicans could be boosted, she says, by a long-running federal investigation looking into whether or not Hunter Biden committed tax fraud and lied to pass a background check check to buy a gun. Federal agents believe there's enough evidence to charge him. Um, yeah, that's because he admitted to it and he also bragged about it. But, but Republicans have uh, promised to pick up uh, things uh, with uh, congressional investigation powers if they get the majority. Uh, Jim Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, is a, a staunch Trump defender. I love how she loves to throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> she's trying to, to make it look like, you know, he's some extremist or something, right? Uh, could be in a leadership position to launch many of these investigations. And st- start lots of other investigations could happen. Uh, Republican leaders could... Pr- probably be under enormous pressure, including from Trump himself, she says, to use their newfound investigatory powers in the House to dig into plenty, uh, pretty much anything about the Biden administration. Yeah, because just about everything they do should probably be (laughs) investigated. Uh, That includes how he ended the Afghan war, um, which some Democrats also wanted to investigate, as well as much more uh, politically charged matters, such as the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, that should be investigated. Biden's border policy and maybe even investigations that uh, lend credence to Trump's, uh, as she put it, false election fraud claims. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, there's nothing about what President Trump said about the election that is true, right? Maybe impeach Biden or others it would be on the agenda. There are far right, far right, I love the far right portion here, uh, Republican representatives who would vote to impeach Biden on uh, day one of having control of the House. Quote, I have uh, consistently said President Biden should be impeached for uh, intentionally opening our border and making Americans less safe. That is from Bob Good, who is a Republican from Virginia. House leaders of both parties historically hesitate before pursuing such a drastic, time-consuming act. Well, the Democrats didn't. One that uh, could backfire on their party. I mean, Democrats did it twice, right? But you can imagine a groundswell of support in the Republican uh, conference for writing up impeachment articles against Biden or various members of his cabinet. The transgressions that qualify for impeachment that the uh, Constitution lays out 
are, quote, high crimes and misdemeanors, unquote, are in the eye of the beholder, she says. Uh, okay, let's stop right there. But they were even enough eyes of the beholders when they impeached President Trump for asking for an investigation of Hunter Biden's activity in Ukraine. But they are, but there, there are not high crimes and misdemeanors anymore. If, if Biden goes to Saudi Arabia and asks them to hold oil production high until after the election, I mean, he did more and in in this regard than even what Trump was being accused of, and and yet there's no talk of impeachment. Meanwhile, in a Democratic-controlled Senate, lawmakers would probably confirm judges. If Republicans take only the House, that means that Democrats still hold the Senate, uh, albeit narrowly, and there's not much that they could do to stop the GOP House investigations into Biden. But they probably would help the president out by continuing to approve his nomination nominations for, for judges. Uh, this also would help with some of the, the policy that, that the Trump administration has tried to put through and, and even um, take the court. He's uh, the, 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 uh, the deterioration of the policy of Title 42 is, is one that's in court right now, and they're hoping that liberal judges will help with that. Republicans win both chambers. That's a, that's a possibility, and I think that's a high possibility. The party out of power almost always picks up seats in Congress in midterm elections. And Republicans need to pick up a total of just five out of 435 in the House to grab the majority, and just one of the 35 in the Senate. Their momentum has been um, blunted by the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but it's still possible for the party to take both chambers of Congress. Uh, Stymie uh, Biden's agenda is another issue that would happen. In in the first two years of Biden's presidency, Republicans worked with him on a surprising number of bipartisan issues, infrastructure, um, uh, veterans, health benefits, uh, competitiveness with China and gun safety. But with two years to go before a presidential election, Republicans, Republicans have more incentive to block Biden's agenda. Well, obviously, it's proving to be a terrible agenda. So why would they go along with it, right? Um, they would probably hold up court vacancies. Uh, we're not expecting vacancies on the Supreme Court in the near future, but of course, anything can happen. And if a seat opens up, the top Senate Republican, Mitch McConnell, has demonstrated a ruthless ability to hold up, uh, hold it open until Republican president could appoint someone. Okay. We're talking two years down the road. That's not going to happen, right? I mean, this is that, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, they could go for a national abortion ban. Senator Lindsey uh, Graham, of course, the Republican from South Carolina, got the ball rolling when he introduced legislation to ban abortion across the nation after 15 weeks. And of course, the majority of Americans, by far, like 70-something percent, agree with that. Senate Republican leaders immediately uh, distanced themselves from the idea. Okay, anyway, she she's obviously pro-choice and she wants to demonstrate that. Um, debate uh, sunsetting the safety net. Uh, it would be another thing she's wanting to throw in there. And and again, I don't see anything there other than what she's saying is that um, the, the sunsetting she means 
that uh, that they, uh, they will force Congress to reauthorize Social Security and Medicare every five years. Well, is there a problem with that? I mean, I mean that, yeah, that some of that needs to be completely redone, or it's going to go under anyway. So uh, it's just un- under the its its own weight uh, and expensiveness. Uh, Democrats keep both chambers. Uh, that's a possibility. Um, maybe <laughs> this scenario, and even she says this scenario is the least likely of the three. And the party in power almost always loses seats in Congress in midterms. And Democrats can afford to lose only a few House seats and just one Senate seat. In addition, redistricting and Democrats uh, being uh, concentrated in cities puts the party at a structural disadvantage to keep the House in particular. Okay, I'm going to say right there that redistricting, actually, they they have done some really, really weird redistricting, uh, the Democrats have, in particularly blue states, that just don't make any sense whatsoever, other than they're just trying to, um, you know, uh, trying to, to, to affect elections by it. Um, they'd also want to take another whack at liberal uh, priorities. Democrats would have a second shot at trying to pass national protections for abortion, same-sex marriage, and voting rights. They could also try to pick up the uh, pieces on Biden's um, Build Back Better agenda. I mean, doesn't isn't all of this that I'm describing to you here and what she's what she's written out? Doesn't this just make you want to vote for Democrats? I mean, all of these are wildly unpopular and unpopular for a reason because they've all failed miserably. And yet if they control both houses and going forward uh, again, again, going in, you know, uh, into this election and coming out of it with still both houses under their control, this is what we have to look forward to. Uh, how about li- the, the limit what a president uh, Trump could do? They, Democrats are, are st- starting to think about what happens if Trump or another like-minded candidate wins the presidency. They've already proposed legislation to make it harder for a president to filter out federal government workers who don't agree with them or to protect whistleblowers in federal in the federal government. So wait a minute. It's liberals that are going after federal workers that don't agree with them and 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 whistleblowers that don't agree with them. They will never try to put a stop to that, okay? So don't kid yourself. Um, maybe trying to keep Trump from running. I mean, that's something they've talked about. The New York Times reports that some Democrats are drafting legislation to prevent Trump from running for president due to his active role in the January 6th attack. But liberal activists have already tried and failed to argue in court that the Constitution prevents members of Congress who are in uh, who were involved in uh, Trump's January 6th rally from holding public office. All right, let me just ask a question. Can anyone explain Please, can anyone explain to me what President Trump's, quote, active role was in January 6th? I mean, was it where he said that any demonstration was to be peaceful? It doesn't seem right. All right, many liberals are finally really coming to grips that this could be not just a red wave, but this could be a red tsunami. Liberals are melting down ahead of the election. And Ben Shapiro has has a theory on this. He says, Democrats and liberal media are starting to worry about stolen elections again. And 
Ben Shapiro believes he knows why. Speaking on his popular podcast and, and radio show, the Daily Wire co-founder noted Hillary Clinton is already accusing, quote, right-wing extremists of plotting to steal the 2024 presidential election. And MSNBC's Nicole Wallace suggests that international monitors for next month's midterms should be employed. That's weird, right? A strange twist for liberals who insisted the 2020 election was the, quote, most secure ever, unquote. All of this panic, of course, is because elections are perfectly sacrosanct when Democrats win. But when Democrats are in danger of losing, of course, elections become not sacrosanct anymore. And you have to worry about the possibility that they are going to be stolen. And the reason the Democrats are are freaking out about this, of course, is because Democrats are underperforming. This is what Shapiro is saying. Clinton gave her dire and unsustained warning in a video released on Monday. Now, I'm going to play that clip for you here. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures. Wallace voiced her concerns in an interview with a Democratic congresswoman. Quote, do you think it's time to ask for friends and allies to come over and help us monitor our elections? The, the host of MSNBC's uh, Deadline uh, White House asked uh, Representative Jim Hines, uh, who's a Democrat from Connecticut, quote, we used to do that for other burgeoning and threatening democracies. Well, Hines pushed back, yet lumped Republicans in with Russians and Chinese and, and North Koreans and Iranians uh, who are, quote, messing around with our elections. Shapiro called out that, that crackpot comparison. He said the Republican Party, as it turns out, is, uh, dom dom is a domestic political party that is campaigning, he said. That's not the same thing as the Chinese or the Russians or the Iranians. The mix-up there is so telling. And Nicole Wallace suggesting that we need the UN to come in and monitor our elections is really something. The, the panic is telling, Shapiro said. And part of the reason for it is the, the man at the top of the party, President Joe Biden. One reason they are underperforming is because the President of the United States is no longer a, a, a sentient human being. 
his brain is not functioning properly. And, and this means that Democrats at the top of their ticket have a person who is wildly unpopular, Shapiro said. They have a bad economic situation. The, the, the social policy they, have, uh, they are pursuing is extraordinarily uh, radical, and they're no longer progressive. And then when they begin to lose then the most obvious thing they can do is suggest that the election is going to be stolen. Now, Biden is is getting really desperate, too. Uh, President Biden has all but embarrassed um, and, and embraced Beelzebub in a, in a last-ditch effort to shore up Democrats facing a bloodbath on Election Day. Biden on Monday made a hard sell on gender-affirming treatment of transgender kids saying any attempt by, say, parents of minor children to stop treatment is outrageous and immoral. How could that be outrageous and immoral? I mean, just the opposite is true, right? Uh, as, as, a, as a moral question and as a legal question, this is what Biden is saying, I just think it's wrong. But, de- but Biden's view differs from most Americans. Some 60% think gender is determined by sex at birth, according to a poll uh, by Pew Research. And as Biden and Democrats have pushed gender surgeries on children, transgender surgeries, that view is growing up from 56% in 2021 and 54% in 2017. That doesn't matter to Joe, though. He's he's already given up on on a trillion dollar uh, dollars of taxpayer money to young people in an attempt to win or of course buy really their vote and now he's pandering to a group of people that account for just half of one percent of all americans biden who does many of his presidential functions virtually to keep him from getting lost while leaving the stage of course (laughs) appeared on the now this news uh uh, presidential forum with transgender TikTok star Dylan, um, uh, Mul- uh, his name is Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, she asked the president if states uh, should have the right to regulate sex change surgeries for children. Quote, I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that, Biden said, before making his immoral declaration. Quote, sometimes they try to block you from being able to access certain medicines, from being able to access certain procedures, and so on, he said. I mean, no state should be able to do that, in my view. So I feel very, very strongly that you should have every single solitary right, including use of your gender identity bathrooms in public, unquote. The move drew blow, actually blowback from Republican lawmakers like Marjorie, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, a Republican from Georgia, uh, who said on Twitter, that, quote, Joe Biden thinks it's wrong to stop the profit-driven medical industry from cutting breasts off of 15-year-old girls and castrating teen boys before they're old enough to legally get a tattoo or vote. Quote, Democrats are the party of child abuse, she said. Now, in in his desperate attempt to win votes for his fellow Democrats, Biden is embarrassing uh, something like you know me, that, something that many Americans oppose. I mean, at at, at least fifteen states have introduced bills to enact uh, restrictions 
to what Democrats are now calling gender-affirming surgeries. What's horrifying is that doctors are making bank off of mixed-up kids. A, a doctor at Vanderbilt University Medical Center last month said gender surgeries are a huge moneymaker. Uh, we we, we uh, actually uh, talked about the, that on this podcast. Most pollsters now proje- uh, uh, project Democrats are going to get blown out on November 8th and, and, and the elections. And it is clear that Biden is trying anything he can to keep that from happening, even if it means endorsing uh, you know, the mutilation of children. And to me, it seems like a terrible way of conducting a Hail Mary. I mean, if you're Biden and you're trying to go for a Hail Mary here and try to, to reverse the way things are looking, then why would you double down on issues that are unpopular with the American people? You know, no wonder Democratic candidates told Biden to stay away from them and their campaigns. It's just not smart. And it, it, and it doesn't look like Biden is helping matters in any way. Uh, Joseph Curl of the Daily Wire writes uh, that uh, voters are mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore. And that's very bad news for Democrats. Midterm elections usually draw for, uh, fewer Americans to the polls, and happy people will sometimes skip them since they don't include a, a, a vote for president. But that is set to change this time around. Quote, we know how many voters will be casting ballots with anger on their minds. We just don't know which side will be angrier. This came from a Democratic pollster, Jeff Horwitt. He, he's of the uh, Heart Research uh, Associates, and he told NBC News this. Uh, his poll conducted with Republican Bill McIntoff uh, and, his, and his team at Public Opinion Strategies contained some remarkable findings. The survey found that 70% of registered voters have high interest in the election either at 9 or 10 on a 10-point scale. That's the highest percentage ever in the survey for a midterm election. It's an eye-popper, said McIntoff, who uh, noted that the number uh, is higher than in 2018, which set a turnout record for midterm elections. What's more, Republicans are more jazzed than Democrats for the midterms. Among uh, GOP voters, 78% of Republicans have high interest compared to 69% of Democrats. The nine-point edge for Republicans is triple what it was in the pollster survey in September. I mean, that's crazy. That is, when it comes to political type of polling, that is not, yeah, that's just unheard of. It's, it, it, it's not something you see. The, the legacy media is doing all it can to pretend that the 2022 midterms will be close. They won't be. The, the polls show the Republican lead rising exponentially in a generic poll. 3% over Democrats in July, 6% in August, and 9% just last month. And like I say, it's going up. For, uh, former uh, House Speaker Nate Newt Gingrich um, predicts a bloodbath. Quote, I would say we'll be between plus three and plus seven in the Senate, and we'll be between plus 20 and plus 50 in the House, with the most likely number being plus 44, Gingrich told Epoch News. Um, quote, 
almost everywhere in the country, races are showing the Republicans tightening up. And Gingrich also said that that uh, that inflation, crime, border security, and woke policies are all coming together against Democrats and 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 not in their favor whatsoever. Now, when you have sort of insane left-wing Democrats who believe that you don't need prisons and, and that things can be dealt with just with being nice to murderers, I, I think the average person just thinks that's crazy, he said, <laughs> pointing out, uh, pointing to the, the soaring crime and, and the revolving door policies in, in New York City, uh, for instance. Um, and Gingrich said abortion is not helping Democrats as much as they think. I mean, that was that was a thing they thought was going to bring them, uh, you know, to to the finish line. That uh, that people uh, were in favor of abortion, and they were going to uh, after the 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 overturning of Roe v. Wade that that they were just going to be all upset. And of course, that hasn't really come to fruition. Uh, people actually think the Democrats are more extreme in their eagerness to kill babies than Republicans are in their desire to save babies. Uh, their activists are so intense and so rabid, and their activists have, have been giving money. Um, it, it feels like it's, it's a good issue for them. But when you go out to the country beyond the, the hard left of the Democratic Party, it's in fact not working for them at all. I mean, the, the polls are showing that this is not a winning issue for them. In fact, the polls show that people are in favor of putting limits on abortion, that, that uh, uh, you know, they may not be in favor of doing away with abortion altogether, other than obviously, you know, the threat to the mother's life and, and you know, that type of thing. But but they are definitely in favor of putting some restrictions on it, and uh, they and and the the restriction of of no abortions after 15 weeks and that type of thing is definitely a a winner for Republicans, definitely not a winner for Democrats, and yet they've doubled down on that anyway. So anyway, it looks to be something that that is going to be a really good night for Republicans now. You know, the Republicans still have to get out and vote, and and they can't just sit back and say, well, you know, I don't have to vote now. They, you're still going to have to get out and vote if you're a Republican. You're still going to have to make your voice heard. Um, you may agree with all of this. You may totally disagree, and you may say, "Hi, I see something completely different than that." And I would love to hear from you on it. And of course, you can always do that at uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.